is there what have you found maybe that's like similar or different like is there anything similar or different between malls like in the midwest versus out in the southwest uh as far as similarities go i mean it's it's not too hard to find a shuttered sears anywhere you look <laughs> isn't that the truth <laughs> kind of feels like home in that regard well hello everyone and welcome to the <laughs> the third episode i guess the actual real first episode of the malls and more podcast i am brian and joining me today is alex from malls and movies alex hello. how are you doing today? hey i'm hey. doing all right how are you I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, so, so you started your Instagram how long ago now? Summer of 2017, I want to say. Gotcha, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, how how has uh, how has things gone through the pandemic? Are you are you seeing you're getting people interested in your what you're doing there or? Has it been kind of flat? I know for me, I, my, all my stuff was flat through 2020. I, people weren't looking me up at all. Um, It's always been modest but steady. I never did it for any fame. It was more I just found myself taking pictures. And at some point I thought, what's the bare, bare minimum I could do with these? And I was like, well, I could post them and see if, if anybody at all... And, it's just kind of one of those things where even if only two other people were interested, then at least it was out there for somebody to appreciate. And so I've probably never posted or sought followers as aggressively as some people might trying to get into social medias, but I appreciate every follower I have and I try to post the best for them because that's what they deserve. So <laughs> nice, nice. I was thinking, yeah, what's, what's the least I could do? I'm like Instagram filters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of glad that that's not so much a trend anymore you, you see a lot of stuff just on there as is so i usually might try to run stuff through lightroom but yeah the era of oh. 2014 instagram burnt toaster filter is definitely over uh and for the better uh so so what was your original inspiration then? Because you like you, a lot of people pigeon them holes like, oh, I'm just in a dead malls. But your Instagram's always been more unique where you actually are both into like malls and movie theaters. Oh, I wonder where you got that idea, but you did hit the <laughs> nail on the head. Um malls, malls and movies? I mean, let's see. Where did uh, I get that idea? I would never call myself an architecture buff. It was not something I studied in school. I don't, you know, seek out blueprints or understand mm -hmm. the terms or anything quite like that. But right, right. I just, I don't know. We had some cool movie theaters growing up as a kid and I always enjoyed going to malls and it was just kind of a thing where a passing interest in the architecture of just seeing what the different buildings could look like, what the different styles maybe were. And um, it was just kind of, when it came time to pick a subject, it was just kind of the two things I had the most pictures of, you know, I hadn't really considered what the account was going to be about. And I've definitely, it's evolved ever so slightly. I'm less afraid to include pictures of buildings or road signs or, or, mm -hmm. or abandoned locations that are maybe have nothing to do with malls or movie theaters. And, there's probably a time back at the beginning where I was like, no, nah, I have to stick, I have to stay on brand. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's just evolved a little bit into 
anything in that sphere that I find that I want to post, uh, but largely does still exist within retail and movie theaters. I, I think that's kind of most people though. You like you, you can this idea, you're like, Oh, you know, everyone tells you to be more specific and then you kind of like change and evolve as time goes on. And, and, and some people it's, you find that, uh, like the people that follow you are into more than just one thing. So you can kind of have that Liberty. So, but I've always, I always liked how you had that, that dichotomy between the two, because so many malls also had movie theaters as well. So they kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> oh yeah. I've lucked out with several, uh, two in my life in, during the lifespan of this account to go well and crank out two posts. I, I used to try to include, <laughs> as many pictures as possible on a post about a mall. And then I thought, mm -hmm. you know, I could, it, it became much easier to kind of not necessarily drip feed, but just to say, shine a brighter spotlight on more aspects instead of trying to shine a tiny spotlight all at once on a mall or a movie theater right. or a mall right. with a yeah. movie theater. It was. And so I've gotten a lot of double and triple posts out of malls that had both or, Oh yeah, I've I've seen that where you like like I'm just gonna compose like one or two posts of like this is kind of like the best work that I had that day and you know and the, and then it's maybe in the future you 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 feel sentimental about something or you something your mind is something you're like oh yeah I got another I got another picture I can throw up there that's not too bad so I've done that you know so yeah a lot of um a lot of B sides saved for rainy days yeah exactly 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 so. That's, I mean, that's kind of cool though, because like everyone gets kind of into this, I think for different reasons. And, um, we all have different interests. I know I've met people who are into malls that are just, you know, they just are in it because of the architecture alone, you know, that it fascinates them, these big open public spaces that are enclosed. Um, and some, and even some open ones, like they're, they love it for that. Other people just like the kind of creepy aspect and surrealness of a dead place that should be full of life and it's not um everyone just everyone has their own kind of like thing that brings them to something like this so it's fun to kind of talk a bit and see and see what uh, you know what what was the beginnings what brought them in what were what were maybe either malls or or things that really kind of got you interested in this in the first place well the biggest one for me was it was about a little over under 10 years ago now i'm kind of spotty on the timeline myself yeah, more, but, more or less right um well, i was wrapping up high school and we were coming back through kansas city um and i've mm -hmm. always been a, a a midwesterner for the most part um lots of history and too we uh stopped at a mall it was called the great mall of the great plains yeah and yeah. most everything i found out about it was actually later uh mm -hmm. and it was a mall designed to compete with the mill style of mall so oh, yeah very yeah. large one level neighborhoods it, even down to having neighborhoods one two and five however many oh wow um and i just remembered um walking through this place because it had opened in the late nineties. Like I want to say as late as 97, which is really, really, really recent for a mall mm -hmm. of that stature, especially. Um, and th this is barely 15 years later and it was just a ghost town. I wow. mean, 
and they had it was your typical mall that was on the way out you know there were a couple maybe remaining name brand stores a lot of like you know game shop instead of game stop somebody thought they'd <laughs> put so a thought to be clever on the yeah. shelf uh overstock bookstore which was fantastic almost always pick something up there um and i just i was walking through this place was massive it's like a little miniature just abandoned dead city and there's fake palm trees and 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 neon signs that have clearly not been turned on in over a decade and it's just mesmerized and um i was not yet a photographer at that point in my life and i had a tiny little point and shoot to get me through um high school and i got home from that trip and i like the only photo is like a blurry shot of like a metal bench (laughs) (laughs) and um but no that mall just held my attention and and they kind of got tired of it uh i'd asked to go every single time we went through kansas city then it was a if i don't get to go anywhere else i at least want to go to the great i want to go i want to go here um one time we even had my aunt with me and she's standing in this just empty food court and she's like why are we here what are we doing <laughs> i was like i don't have a good like answer for you i don't have a good answer for you but how are you not just taken away and it, it occupied a lot of my headspace for a long time and yeah. um yeah one time unfortunately it just uh it took a couple years and i got mobile and i got my own wheels and i found out that it had closed um oh wow yeah about six months like you know it was one of those things i didn't check on a lot but once in a while i'd google it and see if it was still open or stuff because we didn't actually live in kansas city and one of the times i googled it and sure enough it'd been closed for about six months and then about a year later it was demolished and it's not even there anymore and that was i think that 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 to me will always be the biggest missed opportunity uh because that is one you know with my skill set now and my hobby and it's gone there's no getting back that the building's gone oh yeah i i i feel the same way about a couple places i and similarly okay so similarly well it's unfair um, to you your whole childhood there is shut down (laughs) pretty much now yeah so uh, so I want to, there was two main malls here that I grew up going to uh, as a kid when I was younger. And that was Metro Center Mall, which just closed here towards uh, the middle of 2021, or excuse me, 2020. And then um, it was Valley West Mall, which later Manistee Town Center in Glendale. And that was always, they both opened the same year. Manistee Town Center was this like hallway mall with three anchors, you know, and a small like three screen movie theater. And that was it. Or it might have been six screens. I don't remember. I'm more expanded. Um, but that mall was never busy ever. And as we kept going, my mom preferred to go there. But as we kept going, like more stores closed. And then it was really one of those things where, like, in the late, like mid to late 90s, I was doing the whole dead mall thing before anybody else really was interested in it. So, but we'd go there because my mom's like, when you want, you want to go to the mall? I'm like, yeah, which mall do you want to go to? You know, valley west or where else you know and you walk <laughs> down the concourse and there's just no one there and that I found that fascinating then but it closed in like think 2002 to the end of 2001 beginning of 2002 and i was like 
I was in high school, similar thing. I was starting to get mobile with some friends who had cars. And I'm like, let's go check this place out. And it's already closed and in the process being demolished. And I'm like, oh man, that would have been cool to go to, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I think by that point, I'd already discovered some, like some of the earlier blogs and stuff about dead malls and was really more was comprehending that stuff. So, well, yeah, I was always me, wished I could have gone in and taken pictures of it before it was gone. With the Great Mall of the Great Plains, it wasn't my childhood mall. It wasn't anywhere near my local mall, you know, it was like that. We had, yeah, and we yeah. had some malls in my hometown. Um, and I, I had this very vivid memory of a mall with a Dickinson movie theater in it. Uh, and you know how it is when you're young, you know, single digits, especially, those memories can get fuzzy and. Sometimes yep. you can have something pretty cemently set in your memory and it can be actually can be wrong. completely wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I asked my parents, I said, why, why is this place so familiar? And they said, uh, the, this place being the Great Plains Mall, um, they said, well, we met your uncle here for lunch one time back in like 2001. And it was just kind of this like, kind of eye-opening moment of and it, it kind of added an extra layer to you know that vivid memory of being so young and going that hustling and bustling place is this yeah. place you know that i can look down and there's i mean you know how big those it, it wasn't a mills mall but you know how big those mills malls can get you mm -hmm. say oh yeah this is 16 closed stores in a row and that was this place, you know, it was, it was a really, I don't know. It, that's why it stuck with me so hard is cause I had seen it, you know, in its prime and didn't even realize it until after its prime was already over and to revisit such a place so many years later. And it's just in the state that it was and the state that it's in now, you know, it's, it's, it's legendary for that. But that was the mall for me that, that really, um, it really got me thinking about that kind of stuff and that that was the kind of thing that I was into and that I enjoyed going to those places and seeing um, kind of a combination of what you mentioned earlier, the architecture, but also the um, the eeriness of being in a mm -hmm. just completely dead space that used to be full of life. So that's that's the mall that kind of kicked off my interest in this hobby, but the mall that kicked off my interest for malls and movies was uh it was the providence place mall in providence rhode island oh, massive wow. massive galleria uh it was two stories of um parking garage with anchors and restaurants kind of around the outside of the mall on the you know facing street way mm -hmm. um and then on top of those two stories was three stories of a mall so five-story mall you know essentially with wow. like and and so two-story parking be, garage and then three stories of retail sandwich on top with some retail squished around the parking garage you know that's, that's oh, wow. where some of the anchor oh, stores yeah. were down on the bottom and the top floor was an imax theater and a dave and busters so it might have actually been a six-story yes. kind of complex when you think about it because three stories of retail mall and then a movie theater and a Dave and Buster's on the very tip top. It's sort of a half level, but still, I mean, blew my mind. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Big place. didn't take a single picture. Uh, it was a school trip and we, I took some 
you know, I have goofy Snapchat photos with friends and, and, and silly pictures that we took, you know, as a friend group. But yeah, uh, it was one of those. I was sitting, thinking about it, thinking about my hobby and thinking about the malls that I'd been to. And I'm thinking, how did I not document that place in any sort of capacity? Oh. A serious, you know, I could I could probably squeeze out a few posts with the pictures I took with my friends if I cropped, you know, and. Ah, you should anyway. Who knows? Um, but that was about the time where I said, I need to get serious about documenting this, about visiting these places and capturing them for myself. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the malls and movies is basically a way for me to share my memories with other people, but I like them too. You know, they're my memories. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so those those are two of the biggest, most influential malls. I mean, every, every mall I've been to has had a different effect on me in a different way. But if you wanted to talk about maybe the two that my hobby revolves around, and the Providence place was bustling. I would never call it dead. It was mm-hmm. sprawling, full of life, barely a closed you know stall. Um, and so it kind of covered both ends of the spectrum here. You got this massively dead empty mall and this massively alive bustling mall and but they both kind of represent different aspects of the hobby for me but they're both places that i wish and luckily the one's still there i could always go back but the one isn't the other one is you're you're gonna have to go back i think at some point no i you know just thinking back though like you know the, the other mall i grew up in was was metro center mall here in phoenix and that wasn't really a dead mall but it it definitely after 1997 once once arizona mills opened up going back to the mills corporation it it was no longer like the crown jewel you know that it was at one time which it really hadn't been by that point um but it just by that by that point it was kind of like yeah you know you could go to metro center and you know most of the stores there's a few stores closed and that was odd for a mall it seemed at the time if you really that size um, but it wasn't until I, I went and uh, found myself at Fiesta Mall. Um, of all things, it was during a wedding. And I was sent on a, like, hey, go f- down in Mesa and grab this thing and this and that. It was the day of. And I was coming back around. I was near Fiesta, and I had to wait a while. So I popped in the mall. And I went to the food court. And there was, like, two places open in the food court. Just that. And that was it. And I got a bite to eat. <laughs> I walked around the mall and it was very empty. And then hearing like, Oh yeah, this, this place is probably going to close soon. This is all just dead. I went there just weeks before they closed the doors and being in a place that's just silent. You only hear the HVAC going and there's just, you know, five stores at all in the entire giant place. It's very surreal. And it's, it sticks with you. It makes an impression on you. It's, it's odd. And uh, Fiesta closed in uh, winter of 2018, right? Or like 2017? No, like, yeah, like January 2018 or February, something like that. So, yeah, the first winter. I I guess I didn't mean the holiday season, but, you know, it's weird to call. Winter could be December or January. Um, Right. So I was actually in Phoenix in the summer of 17, and I did not go to Fiesta. And that has always been. Oh, man. Yeah, if we, if we just want to open up all the raw mall wounds this episode, 
knowing that I was in Phoenix at a time Fiesta was open and not going. Well, because yeah, we didn't know enough. The the buddies I were with at that time, we were passing through, and we didn't know enough about the local. So when you search malls on Google, you get Fashion Square, you get Arrowhead, you get right, um, yeah, the ones that are doing well. <laughs> you get Chandler Village, and you don't get Fiesta Mall. Fiesta Mall doesn't show up on Google, and so we we yeah. were none the wiser until it wasn't until about. A year later when i was seeing you know those kind of retrospectives that people were posting and realizing that people were saying you know it's only closed a couple months ago and i was like dang it <laughs> yeah dang it Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> the mall i would say okay so i would say for me um if there's a mall i, I wish i could have gone to though that i mean by the time i learned about this place it was closed uh would have been uh, Los Arcos Mall in Scottsdale. The architecture in that place was just so beautiful. It had this Spanish style, really not too unsimilar to Foothills down in Tucson, which is, I think, why I like Foothills so much. But what what is what is maybe a mall that you, you wished you could have really liked, the one you're like, there's any mall I wish I could have seen and I never got a chance to, what's that mall? Well, as far as, you know, I think the mall's, that are a little bit closer to home kind of hurt more than the malls that are farther yeah. from home. Cause I know everybody talks about, um, rolling acres. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big one. And I know a lot of people would say that. Um, but for me, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those, uh, closer to home always hurt a little more than, than something that was maybe always out of reach. Yeah. And so uh, Metcalf South in Kansas City was is a big one that people talk about when they talk about uh, malls that close. And I don't actually know that much about it, um, but just from talking to friends up there and the way that it's it, sometimes it's interesting to, to dial your hobby back to um, maybe just the casual perspective and, and talk to other people in your life who aren't as into retail and th see what they think, you know, and, mm -hmm. and maybe you get a slightly different perspective that way. And so what they talk about is they say, yeah, Metcalf South was a really, really big one and really cool. And I think it was demolished within the last decade. And so I guess it's not like a burning desire, but it's always kind of that what if and, and, and the knowledge that, yep, I'll never get to experience that what if, but I don't know if I have any that are the like, burning i mean fiesta is one that stunk because by the close. time i did get to see fiesta every door was locked tight and it was it was really um surreal in that way to think that there was an entire world just a double pane of glass away yeah yeah now i will say probably something interesting more for your kind of uh your stint in in this genre if you will you've actually both lived in Kansas and here in Arizona. So uh, do you think there's any, like any differences in malls between what's out in the Midwest versus what's down in the Southwest? Um, no, not, not regionally for the most part. I want to say the differences in malls to me. And again, this is just more of like a casual kind of um, approach to it is when was the mall built? You know, because that's and and more importantly, when was the mall renovated? You know, because yes. um, you can walk into two malls that were built two decades apart. But if they're Simon Mall properties, then they look identical, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But 
I think a lot of it is more about the when and not necessarily the where, because we you know we know that uh, maybe not outright copying styles, but similar styles are popular, you know, during certain time periods. And so there's a couple, you know, like you go to a Mills mall and you go to the the a Mills competitor, but you can both tell that they were definitely built in the '90s. You know, it's and and that <laughs> that's. Uh, that's kind of the experience I had going into Arizona Mills, is yeah. the parts the parts that had not been renovated by Simon felt very very nineties, and I said this feels very very much like the Great Mall just just because of the time period, even though it was built by two different companies. Yeah, because Mills that was built in ninety seven. Arizona Mills was, so that opened ninety seven. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a, and that was a big deal here. That was like that that was like headline news like situation like on the news that night and for a, quite a while like oh if you have you been to mills yet you know oh Everyone's so was uh so was the great mall and um maybe we can link this but there's like there's like 30 minutes of like local tv footage of the night that it opened and the place was just packed and it, it wow it looks nothing like it looked in 2012 and it was very turn of the century a lot of um computer kiosks just hanging out in the mall you know that was a big deal it was big huge uh tube uh touchscreen monitors but <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're dating and, ourselves now. you know by the time <laughs> by the time 2012 rolled around they were either just not even turned on or completely gone yeah <laughs> yep. those fans hadn't spun in Easily a decade, just like the neon. So now, do you remember much like like going shopping with your parents or anything like that when you were a kid? Oh yeah, oh yeah, because we had we did have malls here, um, and we had um, and and one. I mean, they were both Simon properties. Uh, Town East was a Simon property, and then Town West Simon let go after a while because it started to die down. Which is funny because there was a time where it was the more popular mall in town. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it had a KB Toys, it had a Disney store, it had a Walden Books, it had a movie theater, uh, you know, a food court with Taco Tico, A and W, Subway, Dairy Queen, and. <laughs> Sbarro and 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 now it's a ghost of itself it's a shadow you know you've got the movie theater actually just closed this last uh mm-hmm. it, it was a pandemic closure that well no yeah it was a pandemic closure um basically they stopped paying rent and finally they had just not paid rent long enough that the mall was like all right even we can't even we can't forgive this <laughs> even we can't float you anymore <laughs> you're basically done. You're done. yeah yikes yikes oh man and it, it, i don't know you know that kind of stuff doesn't get super public but the the uh image or as it seems you know based off the news story it didn't seem like much attempt was made to come up with a solution they were just mm-hmm. like we can't pay rent okay well then you're kicked yeah. out yeah all right but, then <laughs> You're gone. Yep. That's sad. That's sad. Were there any but specific Yeah, I do stores? remember uh, shopping with them, yes. Were there any specific stores you guys used to go to that, that often that stick out in your mind? I mean, who who wouldn't say KB Toys? Yes. 
I definitely just KB toys, man. Um, but I remember being upset when Walden books closed because you know that was that was the writing on the wall for Borders was they were closing their partner stores like Walden books, and then Borders went yeah. down, you know, and it started with the malls and the Walden books, you know, and that that was a tough one. Um, Suncoast is one that I miss. Uh, you can sometimes still find them, but I think they're owned they're by there. Fye now. Yeah, saw one in sure. Ohio a while back, about 2015. Uh, but again, it was it was like walking into an Fye just if the sign said Suncoast instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the 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 character is gone there. Well, it's replaced with a different character. I mean, Fye has its own character for sure. But yeah, it's got um, some sign language. <laughs> Radio Shack. That was a big one for me. Uh, I I my dad loved going into radio shack cause he like early on was into like those, uh, those little like build your own kits where you get like a, you know, a printed circuit board and then um, you'd get, you know, different uh, components and you'd have to solder it all together. And it was all based off little instructions. And like he built an alarm clock that way. And he built this, uh, he had this kit where um, it was actually a light switch that had a motion sensor on it and you would solder the whole thing together and install it. And he put that in our hallway. He just thought it'd be fun. So like the hallway light was on 24 seven, 365. And you know, it just would be off until somebody walked down the hallway and it would turn on on its own. Um, he loved stuff like that. So I spent a lot of time in my youth in radio shack, like, you know, browsing transistors and resistors. And like, I don't know what this stuff is when I was back then. Now I do, but uh, yeah, no, good, good memories there. Good, good memories at radio shack. A lot of nondescript, you know, just record and media stores. I mean, they used to be a dime a dozen, and you had the Sam big one. Goody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a mall in Salina, Kansas, that actually still just has the Sam Goody uh, sign plastered on the side of what used to be the Sam Goody, but hasn't been the Sam Goody in probably well over a decade and a half. Noted. So I need to go visit you in Kansas. Got it. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're trying to do here. <laughs> no, I've I, been I, trying to show you dying malls out here forever. There's a couple. There's a well, couple hidden in the weeds of rural America that. Oh, I'm sure. Slip through the cracks. I'm sure. If it wasn't for the pandemic this past year, that would have definitely happened in 2020. But yeah, unfortunately. But we'll see about. We'll see. We'll see before the end of this year. Maybe who knows. Um, I know growing up for me, the big one I that remember from when I was really young is Kmart. My parents did a lot of shopping at Kmart. <laughs> so especially around the holidays. Uh, so that's always one that sticks out in my head. I don't know why, but that one's always very, probably because they had uh, the ices. So, and the little old, you know, Kmart cafe things. So, well, that's how we met. We went to Kmart. <laughs> that's right we went to kmart so <laughs> so the, i came the, down the with, most uh, uh the least creepy thing you can do with strangers that you want to meet on the internet is meet them at a kmart because <laughs> the kmart will actually be creepier than the thought of meeting strangers online you're if not you can find one i don't know yeah, if, you if, can you can, if you can find one you can find a closed one but well the one creepier. the one we went to is closed now it it's closed now yeah it closed that yeah. same spring actually so if you if you haven't watched the second episode of this series, uh, the the original retail podcast, um, I I went down with uh, 
Robert of who's now um, not Mall Fantasy. What is he? A to Z Retail. I went down with Robert of A to Z Retail, and we stayed at a hotel where we recorded the podcast. Funny enough, and we met up with Alex there at this. We used to be a Super Kmart, right? It was a yes. Super Kmart before, but it wasn't then. It was like they just converted it to like the big K format. Um. Well, yeah, because they had carved into it to run the Sears appliance or the Sears right. outlet, and then yeah, that had actually gone. died. Yeah, and so it was one of those weird Kmart's where just instead of it's trying just, to fill the space, it was just it's just this half wall. <laughs> yeah, and you could just it's see so you could just see to the other side of the store. It, it only yeah. occupied about two thirds of the space. And then we uh, we did something I had never done before, but we went and got uh, dinner at the Little Caesars inside the Kmart, and took it back to the hotel, and we ate pizza, and then we recorded a podcast. So. That was actually the closest Little Caesars to my apartment, actually, at the time. And so losing that was tough, <laughs> uh, just in general. I mean, uh, you know, from a retail aspect, but also from a, a pain in the butt to have to drive 10 extra minutes just for Little Caesars. Truth, truth. Oh, man. That's fun, though. That's, that's um, That was a good that was a good night. We had fun. We had fun with that. That was one of those like you know, things you look back upon, you're like, well, that was kind of stupid, you know, you know, like <laughs> to go get little Caesars or something in a, you know, soon to be gone Kmart and, and then reminisce about it later. But it was fun. Like those type of things sometimes end up being just so much fun anyway. And you're like, yeah, you know, there's worse things. There's worse things I could be into. <laughs> yeah. I it's, but that was probably Kmart number five, five or six that I had seen close. I mean, it, it, what? Well, one of them, my childhood one, closed long time ago, like in the early aughts. Um, so I it wouldn't consider it part of the downfall of the company. But once they started to go, it just it was just a matter of time, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. So that one went. I'd seen a couple others in Kansas go, and then I started seeing them go. There was. The one in Tucson went. I started seeing the ones in Phoenix go, and oh, they all just... some of those. The ones in Phoenix had been closing for years, though. By then, because um, they started closing like 2014, 2013. Yeah, yeah, and it just it was like every year or so you lost like one or two Kmart's, and even before then, like wow, well, and during the bankruptcy in two thousand four, we lost a number of stores here too. So. I want to say the Tucson one is the last one I saw closed because by the time then by the time I started finding them they were already closed if not converted into something else entirely. Yeah, I think I think the last one I saw was either that one or the one out in Tolleson. So I think that was the last one in the Phoenix metro area was out. I used to live out there, so I was like, oh man, like that was like the last store I kind of knew about. And it, it was yeah, gone. So, but so. Let me ask you this, 2021, the pandemic is, please, hopefully, dear Lord, winding down to a close. Um, what's next for malls and movies? What's next for you? Um, I'm kind of parked where I am for a little while, somewhere hidden in the uh, rural Midwest. And I'm actually... At a secret location in the Great Plains? little and over an hour... Uh, away from the closest mall actually so it'll keep plunking along but i don't have anything super big going on right now unfortunately um 
you know, you know, it's been, it's, it's definitely, I wouldn't say on the back burner, but with the pandemic, you know, yeah, thing, things in life have priorities have changed a little bit. And once you get into a different rut, it's kind of hard to switch back to that other rut, you know? And so I feel like, I feel like Malls of Movies has maybe slowed down a little bit, but it's not going anywhere. Well, and something we haven't talked about yet that I, I want to bring up with the effects from this pandemic. Do you think we're going to see an, an endangerment of movie theaters like we see with malls now? Yeah, it, well, it's begun. It's begun. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not an analyst in that regard. I just like going to watch movies on the big screen. Um, but I mean, movie theaters were having trouble before. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, every movie theater that I've seen that has closed because of a result of the pandemic has not surprised me. They're all yeah. kind of, um, it was only a matter of time movie theaters in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I'm no market analyst. And, and if those are the only ones that go, then I suppose we'll consider it lucky. And if other ones start to go, then yeah, I might have a couple uh, road trips that I got to take. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think some of these movie theaters that do have a, a problem in general, although funny enough that, you know, a lot of, uh, drive-in theaters have done really well in 2020. Um, but it's, it's real interesting how our priorities have changed in some regards. So I, I wonder, I wonder how, uh, how this will change. Um, did you, have you watched any, like, have you ever like done the whole, like, you know, oh, let's 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 see the movie as it was released digitally. Like, have you done that as a form of watching a movie? Because I haven't. I just can't bring myself to spend like twenty bucks on a movie I'm going to be able to watch once. You know. No, uh, for me, it's the ones that are free. So, like when when Disney released uh, Soul. I mean, you couldn't go see Soul in the theater, so we watched it on Disney Plus. Um, I think there's a couple. Uh, couple that are going to come to hbo max that since they aren't charging a premium for i might go ahead and catch on hbo max but golly i'm trying to think if there's any that i've watched i've still tried to go if i can um in fact the most recent thing i saw was just this last weekend was the um 10th anniversary re-release remaster of uh scott pilgrim versus the world Oh wow! And that was fun to see on the big screen for the first time. So and it was hard to believe that. it's ten years old already. But yeah, 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 it is actually. Um, <laughs> Ouch! And and uh, Kong versus Godzilla yeah. was not one that I was going to settle to watch on a laptop screen. Ever, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go see that on the largest screen I could, and I did. It was awesome. So no, and, and but but that's more of. Um, it's more of circumstantial for me than any principled stance of I will not watch a movie if it comes to streaming is just, you know, we had a local theater showing uh, Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney. And so mm-hmm. it was easier to go spend the money there and support a local business than um, than paying the 30 bucks on Disney. And it's it's just anything that I've wanted to see, I've had the fortunate ability to still go see in a theater. Um, but the suicide squad might be one that i stream since it'll be free already <laughs> yeah i, I mean i guess it's a bit different if it's free okay tom it's and jerry 
Tom and Jerry is one that we streamed on HBO Max instead gotcha. of going to the theater for because we had a like, passing like, interest. You, but did you have to pay like separately? No, because that's one of the ones that yeah. right now with the weird Warner Brothers, HBO Max, everything goes to streaming the same day it goes to the theaters. Um, yeah, that is weird. But there's nothing that we've there's nothing that we've paid for instead of going to see at the theater that wasn't already free. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing. I for me, there's all these people. Oh well, why don't you just rent? You basically rent this movie. And I'm like, okay. Well, how much is it? Oh, it's you know twenty bucks. I'm mean, serious. Like some of the movies, I think it was uh, Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Woman yeah. 1984 was like twenty dollars. Like hell no! I'll wait till it comes out in video and buy it. Like ah. Like I know I'm gonna enjoy it already. Like no way. Which I finally, I finally actually I rented it through Redbox. Um, <laughs> was like okay, you know, fine. I'll just rent it through Redbox for what? I think the, I think you can get a Blu-ray still for like three bucks or something like that. I think um, the argument could be made. That. You know, if you had a good enough home theater and you, uh, you know, you called over like you and eight buddies and everybody pitched in. They wouldn't even have to pitch in five bucks. You know, that argument could be made, but I yeah. can see in, in yeah. a in a two person household that would be harder to justify than if you could wrangle up a group of friends and there's some people would be comfortable or not comfortable doing that during the pandemic anyway. So Right. Well, it, I, I can see a larger yeah, like I said, circumstantial, not not any kind of hard stance on the issue. Right, right. I could see maybe a large family too, like that being something that would be cheaper to do. Um, yeah but not if you were having you know if you were hosting your family for christmas and you put on the grinch you know something like that you know right, go, right. okay you know uh 10 people so 20 eyes are gonna see this and it's not just my two that yeah I'm exactly yeah. For. yeah you're like hey let's move this movie came out today you know let's let's just pay the 20 bucks whatever and and i'll watch it together like that would be fine i think that'd be fun but i can't i can't justify just by my you know my wife and i or something you know even if we had like one or two kids, like, eh, I'd want to go to a theater. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, talk about kids. I'm, I don't have any yet, but I'm always, always going to be a little bit sad that they won't get to experience some of the places and, and, and kind of uh, culture defining things that I got to do, like a blockbuster or a Hollywood video on a Friday night and getting well, told. Yeah you get to pick a video game or you get to pick a movie. And then the negotiation of, well, dad, this sticker says, if I pick this movie, I can pick another movie for 99 cents. And, <laughs> you know, really getting to win that fight of like, all right, I guess you can pick two or, you know, rent two movies and get a video game free. And it's like, do you really need to rent Mario tennis on the GameCube? And it's like, yes, yes, I do. Like, yes, you yes, know? absolutely. <laughs> it's a Mario game on the GameCube. Of course I do. Oh and God. then it's a, uh, it's a it's a flop, but also then becomes one of the most nostalgic things you can experience. <laughs> I remember years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, at least though, at least for some of the places that you are going out and, and documenting, though, you can share that. You know, later on, you'll have that to be able to share. So, oh yeah. I mean, I wish I could go back to several places that were gone before I started. I mean, I could, I could make a whole laundry list of places that were gone by the time I started, uh, started documenting, you know, um, luckily I got to Toys R Us before they closed, but I never made it to circuit city. 
you oh, know, wow. before they went, I never made, you know, well, cause these places, I never made it to a borders before they went, you know, mm. there's so many places that were already gone. And, and I think alongside with that mall, those were, those were, um, inspirations to really get out there and document what's still left and look now, you know, I do have some Toys R Us's and some Kmart's and some places that have already gone by the wayside, but no blockbusters, no Hollywood videos, you know, because those were all gone. Yeah, those have been gone. From my area long before they actually closed, but then they finally closed. And... Yeah, I remember Blockbuster like scaling way back and there being, you know, only a few more lo- open, but there still was until like the end. And then gone now. So, but I do remember uh, going down and, you know, trying to rent video games that you shouldn't. <laughs> Oh, well, one of the things... Trying try to, try to pass off, you know, try to act mature, and yeah, oh, I'm getting this game from my son over there, you know? You're pointing at your friend. The guy behind the counter is like, uh-huh, yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see some ID, kid. Like, oh, oh, I remember we used to like a local movie theater because they didn't card for R-rated movies, and a lot of the high schoolers <laughs> oh. would go. Nice. Saw a, couple, nice. saw a couple films there at 16 instead of 17. <laughs> but... I think one thing that hurts, uh, one thing that hurts a couple people from a couple different walks of life is, uh, when they were closing blockbusters, it was the very beginning of the, uh, Funko pop craze. Mm -hmm. And, um, they had a couple, uh, they had a couple blockbuster exclusive Funko pops. And uh, let me guess those are probably really sought after now. Oh Yeah. Because there truly are limited runs. Let's see here. Well, there was... uh, I think one of the most infamous is a... uh, It was a Master Chief Funko Pop from Halo 4. And he was a Blockbuster exclusive. And people will uh, look back and say, yes, I remember seeing stacks of him for $5 in the closeout sales. And now his uh, trending value on eBay is $850. (laughs) $850 oh yeah oh my gosh that's, well, I went through oh a, that's that's like that's like Beanie Babies all over again dude <laughs> I went through a uh, um, similar not as painful but slightly painful uh, when Hastings closed mm-hmm. I remember they had, a, they had a stack of uh Gus Funko Pops from Breaking Bad uh, where he's missing the (laughs) side half of his face. And I hadn't seen Breaking Bad yet. And so it meant nothing to me. And they were sitting there, there three fifty, this stack of them. And now on eBay, they trend for about $75. Oh, wow. It's not as painful as $480 or $450. Right. (laughs) It's still one of those moments of, man, I was in the right place at the right time. I didn't even realize it. Well, shoot. I remember uh, my dad... Well, my dad used to have a Commodore 64 and uh, I grew up playing that initially. It was like the first video game console that was available in my house to play. <laughs> and um, years later, I was like, hey, dad, you know, uh, what'd you do with your Commodore 64? I was uh, I was kind of wanting to maybe uh, do some stuff with my friends on that. And he's like, really? Oh, yeah, I'd, I sold. I, I, he's like, I, I gave I got rid of that recently. Like, what do you define get rid of? He's like, oh, I, I gave it to a thrift store. And I, my eyes just like bugged out of my head. I'm like, do you know, like, like what you've done? 
And he's like, what, what? And I, I went to eBay, did an advanced search and pulled up, you know, where you can search for the completed listings, like completed and sold listings. And like a base Commodore 64 with maybe a controller was like 200 bucks with games and a couple controllers and some other peripherals 400 you know you're like i'm like that this is what these are selling for right now and my dad just couldn't believe it at all he's he just like i, I he's like i had no idea i thought thing was worthless yeah you know? i got into you know? this is getting away from retail but i got into collecting retro video games as i got older and nice. one day my dad pulls me aside he goes hey bud i said yeah he says do you remember that garage sale when you were three i said yeah i remember that vaguely you know and he goes that's the garage sale where we sold the nintendo entertainment system and the sega master system and i, like, oh. I mean the nes you never uh, told me that you could have never uh, told me that there was a time the nes was so easy to collect it was so cheap and now i, I think its price is almost inflated beyond belief but the master system that's always been something harder to, to come across well, yeah, because usually what you find is the Genesis. Yeah, you don't find the Master System because that's the older one. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's okay. What do you do? What do you do? So, yeah, sometimes, uh, what, what is it? This, you know, the, the saying from American Pickers, you know, the, the time to buy it is now when you see it. And uh, they're not wrong. <laughs> Because I've gotten into piggybacking off something my dad used to do is my dad actually has a big, well, this is, relates to both of us a little bit, but my dad has a big vintage camera collection in his house. Um, and it's, it's just like a, like one cabinet, like that wide and, you know, from here to the floor. Or so like, like up to my chest. And, uh, but he, he saw early on, you know, back in late seventies, early eighties, the, you know, all these old cameras that were just considered worthless and they were in thrift stores for dirt cheap and he bought them up. And now, so I look, like I pull them aside and go, Hey dad, check this out. I saw this camera the other day on eBay, <laughs> you know, like, let me show you what they're going for. Does this look familiar? And he's just like, yeah, that's, that's how much <laughs> like, yeah, like that was a wise thing. Like, you, you have no idea, especially if they work. So so it's 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 kind of funny the things we end up getting into, and sometimes we're we hit it the right time, and other times we're way off. And, you know, you have to pay the price of admission at that point. But well, I think that's probably going to wrap us up though for today. Though, thank you so much, man. Because just fun. I've thought you know why not just uh, kind of do what we didn't get to do last time. Not really have a defined topic, but just kind of throw it out there as a, a get to know you type of situation, and just let you be you for a while, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, for those of you that are interested, you can follow Alex on Instagram. He is Malls and Movies. So go check him out. You can always check us out here. We're on YouTube as the Malls and More. <laughs> Just go search Malls and More on YouTube and you'll find our YouTube channel. And also on SoundCloud.com, the Malls and More podcast. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you very much for watching. Please like and subscribe and hang around and see the next episode. We got. Uh, we got some other creators we're going to try to get on here and uh, hopefully have them soon. So thank you very much for listening in and watching us uh, for tonight.